host, Harla Nivens. Welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the information about Love Ministries and everything that's going on um, with the nonprofit as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.com. Also check out my website, CarlaNivens.com. I have so many things on there and changing and adding um, new avenues on CarlaNivens.com every day. Well, I am so excited to welcome back to the Every Heart, Every Woman show um, for the second time, Rebecca Dwight Bruff. Rebecca is the author of the award-winning debut novel, Trouble the Water, published in June 2019, and the nonfiction book, Loving the World with God, published in 2014. Rebecca earned her bachelor's degree in education at Texas A&M University and a master and doctorate degrees in theology, both from Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas. In 2017, Rebecca was a scholarship recipient for the prestigious Key West Literary Seminar. She volunteers at the Pat Conroy Literary Center in Beaufort, South Carolina, which she is now. She published a nonfiction play. She published nonfiction plays a little tennis. I love that. Travels when she can and loves life in the low country with her husband and her exuberant golden retriever, which we just saw right before uh, we started the show. And so hopefully um, her golden retriever will, will poke back up and, and, and give us a hello here. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the show again and welcome back. Carla, thank you. It's great to see you again. And we probably will see my silly dog <laughs> before we're finished. Um, but it's delightful to, to be with you this morning. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, we, we appreciate your time and um, I'm always following you on social media and keeping up with uh, the new things that you have going on. And, and um, I know, actually I noticed last year um, the Christmas book and I was kind of um, booked up for last year. And I thought I have to have a conversation about uh, with Rebecca uh, this year. So I'm so excited we were able to um, for our schedules to line up. Your book is called Stars of Wonder, A Children's Christmas Adventure. Give us kind of the premise of the book. So let me, uh, let me show you this, the cover for those that might want to go find it or take a look at it. It's yeah. beautifully illustrated by yeah. a woman named Jill Dubin. Um, so the, it's, a, it's a simple story. It's a reimagining of the Christmas story. Um, with four siblings, young kids who follow a star Hmm. and they have some adventures and some misadventures and they learn from those things and they, um, they discover their own courage and strength and wisdom, the love of their family and they meet the baby and, you know, all the, all the challenges are resolved at the end of a few pages. Um, But it's a, it's a, I love that it's a way to share the Christmas story with little ones. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's illustrated in a way that makes it fun for a lap kid to, you know, to sit and snuggle and read. And uh, it has enough 
movement and interest for older, a little bit older kids to read on their own as well. So it was a lot of fun to work on. Um, it happened, I wasn't really planning to write a children's book or a Christmas book, but when the novel was with the publisher in the spring of 2019, 2019 before, um, before it was back in my hands, mm-hmm. I woke up one day and I just had this idea of, you know, wouldn't it be fun to write something for my kids, for the grandkids mm-hmm. um, that reminded them of how wonderful, brave and smart they are. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, kind of triggered the Christmas story idea. And I played with it a little bit. And then the novel came out and I got busy with that and, and sort of left it alone. And right. then in March of 2020, when everything slowed down and we thought we were just going to have a little more time on our hands for a few weeks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I pulled it back out and thought, well, this is a good time to, to kind of wrap that up. Yeah. And so I, I finished it or mostly finished it. And I sent, um, I sent a copy of the manuscript to both sets of my kids, the grandparents of the children on whom I based the story. The characters in the story are named for my grandchildren. Oh, nice. <laughs> which was really, really fun. Yeah. Um, so I sent an early manuscript to both sets of parents and said, read this with the kids. And if they think it's fun, then, you know, we'll see what happens. And if they think it's dumb, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll let it go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they, they all had great response and input. But the most fun, I think, was my little granddaughter, Phoebe. Mm-hmm. In the book is Princess Phoebe. Oh. Um, her dad videotaped her response. And she was maybe eight at the time. And she stood up real straight and she put her little hands on her hips. And she said, Nana, it needs a meteor shower. <laughs> and she was absolutely right. It needed a meteor shower. <laughs> <laughs> so it has a meteor shower. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was just delightful to to really think very specifically of Mm -hmm. you know children who I love and their families sharing a story like this yes yes and you know so I know that you are um, a minister and you serve in churches for years and years and years and you're still serving um, at a church now part-time and I've worked mostly in in music ministry in churches for forever since I was born, seems like. When we get around Christmas, since we're in the business, you know, yeah. it's hard to think of a new angle and something that will hit home. Um, so that's why, number one, one of the reasons why I'm so impressed that your mind was able to think of this um, the, you know, the Christmas story, but in, you know, kind of through the eyes of your grandchildren and come up with this way that you can pull this out every single year and go back through the story with them and just, you know, refresh their memories and to make sure that they are growing up um, in the faith and, and with the faith and understanding in a way they can understand, right? Exactly. And, and, and you're so right about that I think I mean I've had a lot of conversations with other pastors and and musicians you know Christmas and Easter are such high holy moments in life of the church but they have very specific stories and we tell those stories again and again and again which is very important but we're always looking for a way to make it 
new or fresh. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that's frustrating. And, and I think sometimes I forget and, and little children help me remember that it is a new story for people mm -hmm. as well as an old story. Mm -hmm. And not only with children, but there are adults among us who, for whom the story of Jesus is not well known or not known at all. And right. part of our privilege is to share that story and tell that story. Um, so to, to be able to kind of think of it through the eyes of children, but also to imagine it, um, to kind of flesh out some of the details and imagine some things that might've happened along the way. You know, the, the scriptural story is very brief mm -hmm. uh, about the, the, the Magi, um, but, but it was fun to sort of think, well, what was that journey like? Mm -hmm. And what did they encounter? And what were the obstacles? Mm -hmm. And then to, to place that in the lives of children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. And you know, Rebecca, as I was getting ready for our um, conversation today, I started reading about all of the things that have been written about um, stars of wonder. And I came across this quote. I want to make sure that I say it right. Um, it is true that fear and courage often happen together, which I thought that is so true for life not only for children, most definitely, you know, all the way up to, you know, when you are um, working in your job and when, you know, when you're in your thirties, mid forties or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then also after you retire and you're living the good life, what, you know, still those two things happen at the same time, mm -hmm. fear and, and, and courage. So how is that quote brought to life in the book? So in the, in the story, these children, um, they leave their families, their parents, to chase this star. And they, they sort of uh, they talk about it and they decide it's best if they don't tell their parents because they don't want their parents to worry. They discover mm -hmm. later that they might have thought differently about that. And that's all resolved later in the story. But mm -hmm. <clears throat> early on in their journey, they, they stop at an oasis on their journey to spend the night and uh, and after dark some mountain lions come down from the hills and attack one of their camels mm. and these are little children they're very protective of one another and of the camels right and so they they chase off the mountain lion mm -hmm. um, and then they talk about it afterwards and how they recognize the courage that they saw in each other they name that for one another they talk about how afraid they were and how brave they saw their siblings being yes and um, and the story the, that scene came pretty naturally it was it was not hard to to imagine or to write but afterwards i i sort of recognized that that's what happens in all of us as you said over and over throughout life we we encounter things that are frightening we hopefully the that courage rises in us to mm -hmm. to face the the fear or the threat or the crisis mm -hmm. uh, but we don't it's it's in looking back at it you know it's in retrospect that we see that that the fear and the courage happened uh, in a parallel moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and hopefully if we recognize that we learn from it yeah yeah so, so i hope that when children and families read this that they have some of that conversation mm -hmm. maybe ask one another you know when were you afraid when were you brave how did those things happen in the same, in the same experience? Yeah. 
And isn't that kind of the joy of writing a children's book? Like you can, um, another thing that, that really comes through in the book is that there are, um, you've included all of these jewels, I, I call them, that um, we should add to our character and notice in our character, make sure they are there. Even the adults that read the book should think, okay, you know, when, when have I been courageous? Like when have, you know, um, when have I stepped out on the will of God? When, when have I um, not uh, retreated when I should, you know, move forward? So I love it that there are so many jewels, you know, in the book. Are there any more that you can share with us that will, we can look forward to? <laughs> well, I hope so. I, you know, I, I hope that people find those kinds of things on every page. I, I do think that the power of a good story is that whatever age we are, as readers, we find ourselves thinking, what would I do? How would I respond to that? You know, we, mm -hmm. we kind of worry about the subconsciously that happens. We, right. we wonder how this character is going to manage that or how we would manage that if we were in the story. Um, there's another point in the story where they get separated from one another Okay. Um, and so that's frightening and they have to sort that out and make decisions about how they, how they find one another again. Mm -hmm. um, they, on the way to find the baby, you know, following the star, they meet a very cranky king, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the Herod of the story, and they have to just determine how they want to respond or not respond to him. Mm -hmm. um, if they want to go back and tell him, when they find this baby or if they think maybe they don't want to do that. And mm -hmm. so they're, you know, the familiar story, but they're making decisions that for all of us, there's a first time for some of those decisions right? or a, or a pivotal moment for difficult decisions. Right. And so I, I hope that the story gives, gives children and gives families a way to, um, to talk about, you know, not in a heavy way, but, in a in a storytelling way. Yes. How do we how do we come to those hard points and and listen, you know, to one another, listen for God and listen to our own hearts and make the make the choices that are best for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um that's that's you're right, you're right. In a we can share those things and in a storytelling way, maybe you know, they'll sink in, I right. I think. You know, well, I think that's I mean, your ministry of music, you know, we as we as we hear things, as we take them into our being, as we repeat, you know, I think some of the old and new hymns are so special because they, they sort of seep into us. Yes. And I believe stories do that, too. Stories wow. find their way into us mm -hmm. and then they teach us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an, another thing that, that came across and this was in, you know, like one of the reviews in the book and just made me so happy that, um, one review said this book is, has a similar quality to those wonderful classics, such as J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings and C.S. Lewis's The Lion, The Witch and The War Wardrobe. Um, I just love that. Like. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Number one, go Rebecca. Like that is, isn't that very cool? That, that was extremely cool. <laughs> um, I, that, I think that was Dr. Leanne Hadley. 
mm-hmm. who is um, just someone I've respected for years. In fact, Carla, she would make a wonderful guest on your okay. program. Okay. She's, yeah. uh, she's a United Methodist pastor who's worked specifically with children and children in trauma, mm-hmm. um, children's spirituality mm-hmm. for a long, long time. She's just brilliant. She's one of my favorite people in terms of, of the work she does with kids. And, um, and so I sent her a copy of the book early on because mm-hmm. I, you know, she's the expert in children's yeah. spirituality. Yes. And, and when she responded with, with that kind of endorsement, <laughs> wow, you know, wow. Um, I'm no C.S. Lewis or Tolkien. But, um, but again, I think it goes to, to what we've talked about, about the way stories work and mm-hmm. the way stories with children work and mm-hmm. why they matter so much and, and how what can be kind of a simple story can have can have a, an impact and a, um, a, can plant a seed, you know, that, that can grow and that can be nourished and that can flourish. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I hope that's what she was getting at, but yeah, a review, <laughs> a review like that is a, uh, is a great shot in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> really cool. So I, I just yeah. love that. I, I love reading yeah. that. So tell us, how can we um, get our hands on the book? How can we, and and is there a way to order it directly from you? Yeah, several, there's several possibilities there. So my website is rebeccabreff.com. Okay. And that's, you know, you can, um, it has a a mechanism for ordering directly and I can inscribe it to a child or a a parent or whatever that way. And uh, and if people do that pretty quickly, they might get it before Christmas. Mm -hmm. I go to the post office a lot a couple of weeks before Christmas. Okay. Um, so it, that's certainly a possibility. Um, it's available, of course, online with the, you know, the big distributors like Amazon. Um, I love when people support their local independent bookstores. Yes. That's really an important part of, of our communities. Mm-hmm. Interabang had it last year in Dallas, and I think they still do. Um, okay. Not sure about Logos, but but it can be ordered by any store. So if folks want to go into their own local bookstore, they can find it that way as well. Very cool. And then the other thing I thought, especially with this being a children's, um, a children's book, are you, you know, can people reach out to you for live readings to have you come and, Absolutely. you know, to, to read to the kids? Absolutely. I, I love being with, with readers, with kids, for the children's book with adults for the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the interaction and the connection that happens with that. Mm-hmm. So sure. They, and they can contact me again through the website. That's the best way to, to be in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. That's a lot well, Rebecca, we are looking forward to whatever is next. Um, I don't know if you, sometimes artists, you know, we, we know what's coming up next and sometimes we have several things that we've started and we don't know actually what's going to, you know, make it to the finish line next. That's the world that I'm in right now. There are a few things sort of percolating and on the back burner and we'll see what, uh, what gets cooked up first. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Well, listen, continuing success, um, come back to the every heart, every woman show as much as you want. Um, and, um, and so we, we certainly love talking with you and catching up with you, appreciate your time and, um, and just, you know, we want to bless you. Thank you so much, Carla. You are, you're a gift and you're a blessing. And I thank you for this time with you. Thank you. I really do. 
Well, everyone, my name is uh, Carla Nivens. I am the host of the Every Heart, Every Woman show. You can check me out at CarlaNivens.com. Our show is a program of Love Ministries. Um, go to loveministriesbuilds.org for all of the great information about that nonprofit. Everyone have a great week and we'll see you back here next week. Thank you.